0: Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Lifestyle Architecture Lab. In this show, I talk about lifestyle design, financial freedom, and also dissect the process, behavior, and routines of the personalities who have designed a lifestyle of freedom for themselves. These guests range from artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, lifestyle coaches, investors, professional athletes, etc., These conversations dig deep into their stories to find out their thought process, tools, strategies and tricks that makes them tick. This is is
1: happening. Let
0: me just do what I love to. No 9 to 5. Eat that frog You gotta be hard, hard. Risk comes from not knowing what you are doing This is Lifestyle Architecture Lab And I'm your host Himanshu Sachdeva. In this episode I am talking to Chirag Zhala. He is one of the best tattoo artists in Mumbai and the founder of Inks & Needles Tattoo Studio. His studio is one of the oldest tattoo studios in Bombay. His experience goes back more than 15 years in the tattoo industry. Chirag is a perfect example of architecting a lifestyle of his own choice. He comes from a completely different background, but his passion for art was so powerful that he put everything on the line to pursue his passion and now he gets paid well while doing what he loves. In this episode we talk about his journey from starting up as one of the very few tattoo artists in India, in the times when tattooing was more of a taboo than an acceptable art form. We cover a lot in this episode from tattoo designing, his travels to Germany and other parts of the world, his creative process, how he handled his tattoo business and much, much more. There are a lot of things which you will find directly or indirectly useful to you, even if you are not related to tattoos in any way. And you will be able to implement these uh, things in your life as well. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Chirag Zala. Hey Chirag, welcome to the show. Hey Manchu, thank you for having me on your show yeah? few years back when I was uh, fascinated with my friend's tattoos, so I asked him to suggest me a great tattoo artist to get myself a tattoo as well. So he suggested me your name, that he's the one of the best in Mumbai. So I did a little research and found out that he was telling the truth indeed. But then my getting the first tattoo project went down the rabbit hole and after all these years I'm yet to get a tattoo. Anyway, that's, that's the story of a failed tattoo. <laughs> uh, coming back to you, can you start off with your academic background and then initial career and eventually starting your journey as a tattoo artist back in the day and what problems you faced in that time? Um,
1: well, uh, first of all, I'm not from the art background. Mm-hmm. I am a commerce graduate. Oh. Um, I graduated from uh, MMK in Bandra. Oh. And uh, back in those days, like, uh, nobody knew what tattoos were all about and all. So, I had seen a friend of mine get a tattoo done. Hmm. So, that kind of, that was the first time I saw uh, actual tattoo. You were exposed to the tattoo. The yeah, I mean, it and was yeah. quite, uh, quite new mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to understand, like, you know, what, what is this? But it looked absolutely cool. So, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of leaned me towards tattoos, and that's when I decided to get one done. Mm-hmm. Back in the college days, I got a tattoo done. Uh, I don't really remember the year, but probably it was in my SYGC or TY. All right, all
0: right.
1: And yeah, that that's where the whole chapter started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in earlier years, you like
0: we were discussing the other day, and you told me you were working uh, in a Delhi. Tele- yeah, polling. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... From there, how do you move to the tattoo uh, industry?
1: So, uh, back in the days when, you know, I got a first tattoo done, it was a cool thing. Like, you know, there are very few people with tattoos. Mm -hmm. So, what used to happen, I used to always work for technical call centers. All right. They are more time consuming, Mm -hmm. lengthy calls. So, there used to be a lot of dead air. Yeah. So, to kill time, I used to just pick out a design Uh of the net and start drawing it on my hand just uh, just doodling like doodling yeah things started looking good then i started making much precise designs mm-hmm. and I, whoever was sitting next to me has to take his hand and start drawing in on his hand <laughs> drawing on pieces of paper oh. things started looking good so i asked the guy who had tattooed me mm-hmm. that uh, i clicked a few pictures sent in to him and asked him whether can i tattoo he said like your hand seems good but Batowing is completely a different ball game. Yeah. So I was like, if you help me out, I'm sure, you know, I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And friends were also encouraging that you should probably give it a try because you're good at it. Mm-hmm. The doodling work, what I used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where the ball started rolling. And since I was in call centers, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends who were who were ready to be my guinea pigs. Open minded yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the whole procedure that's how it started back then for me and what is the
0: story of your first tattoo how did you get your first tattoo uh
1: like i said i saw this friend of mine we guys were chilling in in car that's where we used to hang around mm-hmm. this friend of mine comes in and i see his hand is completely swollen bleeding and he's got a tattoo then that's when i asked him like dude what's up with this i mean does it really work out like this like mm-hmm. it bleeds he's like yeah so, that kind of intrigued me. So, I took down the details of the guy whom he got tattooed from. Mm-hmm. And I checked with him. I gave him a call after a few days. He asked me to come down and meet. We met up. We narrowed down on a design. Mm-hmm. And to my luck, he landed up uh, staying where he used to do his tattoos. Mm-hmm. Right in the lane next to me. Oh. So, he was just in the next so lane. So, I just walked so down for five luck. minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, trust me, everything started off there. Don't just show dumb luck. Yeah. And uh, that's how I got my first tattoo done. I went and he showed me a couple of designs. Mm I was back in the rocking rocker days and all the long hair. Yeah, yeah. I just picked out the third design that I saw. You still got the rocker hairs a little bit. Yeah, yeah, now. So, just picked out the design and then just went ahead with it. Mm -hmm. That's how I got my
0: first tattoo done. Alright, and this is the same guy later on you worked with, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And did your family support in this journey? Like back in the day, tattooing was not considered like a pretty, pretty
1: good profession, right? See, the thing is, uh, back in the days, nobody knew what tattooing was all about. Mm-hmm. It was just like a hobby for a lot of people. Right, right. Nobody saw it as a full time career. Mm-hmm. And anything unconventional is something that people fear. Yeah. And back in the days, Even in academics, we had only three streams. Mm -hmm. It was either science, commerce or arts. Nobody had like multiple options like being a creative designer. Those all fields were not really that big. Mm -hmm. So for them to accept and understand the fact that I would want to start tattooing as a career Mm -hmm. was quite fearful and difficult. Pretty hard to digest. Yeah, I mean, who would? Because it's not a fixed source of income. Yeah. It's not that you get a salary. Right. right. So you, there is no guarantee that, that tomorrow your paycheck is going to come or no. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as Indian parents are usually, uh, they they don't, as you said, they fear what they don't understand. So, that these might be the reasons uh, they might be not
1: liking this profession you, where you were heading. More, right? Moreover, it is like, you know, the the job security, mm-hmm. the security of income. Right. Like fixed salary, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how the Indian middle class mentality is, right? Right. That fixed salary, this is what I should get. Paycheck should be coming. Haan, paycheck, so that just kind of gives them a sense of security that at the end of the month, you know you're going to get paid. Right. With right. this, you don't know because you first and foremost, you don't know what the field is all about. Yeah. And you don't even know how much you're going to make out of it mm-hmm. will it be good enough to sustain right. will it be good enough to pay the bills mm-hmm. so when you don't know of course you're going to get scared yeah in the end it's
0: it's a business right business venture so businesses are always up and down
1: eventually yeah, there is always risk factor involved right
0: yeah 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 so when they were not supporting you so how did you get started with the things which
1: you required for starting this as a business or as a shop? Well, honestly, when I started it off, the only thing what I required was a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And of course, some support. Right. That would have been good. Right. But unfortunately, yeah, like I said, parents are not really keen on doing that. Mm-hmm. And money wise, like I said, you know, since I decided that, mm-hmm. since I decided that I'm going to go for it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had saved up some amount. And I said, like, if you keep planning it, never really happens. Right. Just go for it. Just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, when you started your tattoo shop, you were working with the person you got the tattoo. So, you, how long you were work, working with them? So, I didn't really work with
1: him. Mm-hmm. I used to just do a few tattoos at his, uh, at his house because I was using his equipments. At that time? Yeah, because Mm. I didn't know anything about the business. So, Mm. I was completely relied on him. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, and then later on, you started Inks and Needles. What is the story behind the name? So, you know, like, when you're starting, you want to name the shop and you want something, something like, you know, cool name. Yeah. You're uh young. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought of, like, really some stupid names and all. For example? (laughs) Like, since I'm a scorpion and I'm a proud scorpion. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion tattoos mm-hmm. or kingpin tattoos. Like, I'm a big <laughs> superhero movie buff and all. Um, so, I thought of those kind of, like, weird names. Mm-hmm. Then I thought of, like, having a name which just shouts exactly what it is. What People can with associate it. with it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, that's when I thought of, like, what is the best, I mean, what is the most relevant thing for the job is the inks and the needles that we use. Right, Right. So simple and plain, but it speaks well of itself. It exactly tells you what it is. Mm. Inks and needles. Right, right, right.
0: Coming to your managing your time, how do you manage your time? So uh, like there must be specific period of time when you should devote your time for tattooing and or let's say drawing or the creative stuff which you do.
1: Uh, see, you have to make some sacrifices. Mm -hmm. You have to start prioritizing things. Right. Moreover, I would say is like, it's, if you like something, honestly, there is no management of time required. Mm.
0: you you like doing
1: something, you're going to spend more time towards it automatically. Yeah, yeah. It it keeps burning in the back of your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, even if you're sitting somewhere else, that thing is running in your head. Like, it's like those guys... Who are heavy into bodybuilding or they love working out? Mm-hmm. You'll always find them either in the gym or running on the roads. Right. Something like that. Right, right, right.
0: And as you as you told, you like superheroes. What is your favorite
1: superhero? Batman. I'm a Batman guy, completely.
0: You're a Batman guy? <laughs> so you got some you got some Batman related stuff as well in your studio? Lots of it. Yeah, I could
1: see some dolls and everything. but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got like a bad signal. I've got like. you have got, got a, a bad t- signal. Yeah, a proper bat signal which projects up to twenty feet.
0: Oh my god! So,
1: yeah, I love Batman. Like that's I that's a character that I relate to in life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, did you use that bat signal somewhere? No, no, not really. I, <laughs> it's like you know, I'm too possessive about my toys and all. You did
0: not so, get them out.
1: Right? Yeah, especially the good ones are there locked at home.
0: And are there any apps which you use on daily basis to manage your time and for client scheduling and communication with your team? Um, Because we are living
1: in the mobile world, right? So, like I said, the communication part with the team happens mostly in person. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. Yeah. But then relay of information is completely done through WhatsApp because sometimes I'm not there at the studio. They update me everything, Mm -hmm. whatever happens at the studio mm-hmm. they keep updating me about it and that's how we kind of keep an open channel to it all right and for and any anything
0: you use for client scheduling or is it just directly on calls
1: we do use some apps and everything at times sometimes it works sometimes yeah, because yeah. you need to be tech savvy for that yeah yeah, yeah. not a lot of people sometimes there are some people who still prefer the old books diaries right right i'm not i prefer technology because it's there to help you might as well make the most of it
0: Right, right, right. So it's, it's better to use what doesn't confuse the clients, right? Definitely. Coming to, now coming to your creative process, what's your creative process while you're working with a client? How do you get your inspiration? Like sometimes clients are coming in directly, so they have something specific in their minds or the tattoo, like the design, etc. or the story. So, how do you uh, focus in that period and get that design to life?
1: Uh, see, what I do is I first and foremost sit and try and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Whoever inquires with us over the phone and all, we tell them, come to the studio. Because once you sit, talk to them, understand their personality, right. uh, it's like you can't really give, uh, you know, kind of a bulky guy something very delicate. Right. So it has to match your personality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So similarly, I sit with them, I talk to them, I show them a few ideas. Once I understand what they want, Mm -hmm. we discuss things back and forth. That's when I come to know what this person is exactly looking out for.
0: Right.
1: And that's when I decide, like, me being the artist, Mm -hmm. I know better in terms of what artistry is. Right. That's where my job comes in, suggesting them, deciding certain things for them, and that's how I take it ahead because at the end of the day, the person should be happy. Mm-hmm. And if they are happy, they will keep you happy.
0: Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, the clients might be coming up with the ideas which might they not come even, up with not directly even... designs. Yeah. <laughs> so do they do don't do... even let you do
1: the thinking part.
0: Do you do those designs which they want to place directly from the book, directly on their hands without your creative process?
1: Yes, see, certain times people prefer visuals, Mm -hmm. you know, they trust the visuals better than a concept, Mm -hmm. because that's again something that they don't know about. Right. So, we have to sit and talk to them, show them something rough, Mm -hmm. so that they kind of get an idea. Right. And if they like it, they ask us to draw something out. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who are like, exactly, they want what they see. Right. So, that's where uh, our drawing part kind of goes for a toss. It's a mix of a lot of different kinds of clients, right? You can not have one set of clients all the time. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a very complex process. Yeah, like today I was sitting in the studio along with you and I saw a couple of cases. So then I can understand a lot of energy goes on into the process and sometimes the client is not accepting the money part and sometimes the design part and sometimes it's something else completely.
1: There are 10,000 things into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, like, related to this design part, in artist community, the major problem I see is the theft of art. I mean, instead of taking someone's inspiration and, like, referencing it, they just go ahead and copy it and then, uh, like, put their name on it. And, like, how does that uh,
1: go in tattoo industry? It's quite, it's like any other industry. Mm -hmm. To do your own thing, you Mm -hmm. need to put in efforts. Right. And not every time your efforts are going to pay out. Right. So, what is the best way to do? Mm -hmm. Copy, steal. Right. I generally don't really like that because I have also, it's not that I have not copied. Mm -hmm. I have also copied. Mm -hmm. Initial days when I was an artist, when I didn't have a knowledge about it, Mm -hmm. the easiest thing was to do is to take a picture and just draw it. Right. Later on, I, I, I will share a personal incident out here. Mm-hmm. So, I would shown my work to another bigger tattoo artist. Right. I met him in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And I showed him the work and he pointed out, oh, that's from one of my old tattoos. <laughs> wow. And it was so embarrassing for me. Mm. That's the day when I decided that, you know, it's okay to take a reference, mm-hmm. but not blindly steal it. Right. You can take an inspiration out of it. Right. You right. can take that image. but that image should not look like that image but it should look like your image your your piece so it's okay to take a reference yeah, but so not blindly just copy it
0: yeah, yeah so it's something similar goes goes into the writing industry as well like where people are like doing plagiarism
1: they are stealing the article and posting it so it's completely similar right if everyone could mm-hmm. then everyone would have been brilliant right There's the balance of nature yeah 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 that just helps us do better. Mm. And if your work gets copied, that means there is something in you mm. good. that people can't do. Right. That's that's how I look
0: at it. But do you sue them? I mean, is there
1: any law preventing to steal? Can you do that if you want? Not really. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't copy the image, but I can see the image, right? Once I see it, I can draw it the way I want it. Mm. can look the same. Ah. Alright, so coming to uh,
0: your routines and habits, how does your typical day look
1: like? In a weekday, probably? Uh, it's For me, it's always been all about the work. I've been a workaholic for years. Mm-hmm. And I just keep working. So, if I'm tattooing, mm-hmm. then I'm working on that. If I'm not tattooing, then either I'm trying to do a new design, trying to draw or... Probably prepare for my next appointment. Right. These kind of things. So it all revolves around tattoos. So, like, thinking goes uh, there and then
0: drawing part and then eventually tattooing. So, yeah. all that. So, it's. Sometimes you just
1: want to draw out something which you feel good about. Mm-hmm. So, it's not necessary that you're drawing it for someone. Mm-hmm.
0: But you have the liberty of the time. So, when you have an appointment, you can come down to the studio and work for whole day yeah, or yeah. night even. And yep. otherwise you might not be coming. So it's, it's pretty cool. Hmm. And related to that, uh, do you follow any physical uh, like exercise routine or something like that? Because you are a creative and a lot of creative, <laughs> like I know
1: they don't follow such routines. Creative people are lazy people. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just it's not really lazy, but for them, like the thing that that drives mm-hmm. them, it's not that not everyone does it that way. Right. It depends what your passion is. I know tattoo artists who are like so dedicated to gymming and all also. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those guys. Okay. I prefer playing. So, mm-hmm. I play a lot of cricket. Mm-hmm. That's my exercise. So, you play cricket yeah. as an exercise? In a week, I play cricket at least around 2-3 times. Wow. In usual days, are you a non-vegetarian? Oh, I was a vegetarian for 32 years. 32 years? And now I have been non-vegetarian for last 3 years. <laughs> All right. Probably when you started traveling, then it became. It became helpful. Actually, Ah. what happened was I started eating non-veg just before I started traveling, Mm -hmm. and that was the biggest. I mean, I would say the one of the wisest decisions because when I traveled, oh, I got to eat so much of awesome food. Mm -hmm. Got to try so much of delicacies, and yeah, the world cuisine. Man, that's brilliant. What is the best? dish which you had ever in your life? I would say there are a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Like once we had been to this one restaurant in, uh, restaurant in uh, Paris. Alright. It was fine dining. Mm-hmm. Oh my god the kind of meal that I had there. Unfortunately I don't remember what I had is because it was all in French. Right. My friends ordered it for me mm-hmm. and I was like cool let's do this. <laughs> Alright. And it was yum. Again in Nepal we had recently this year itself. Uh, we had like one amazing meal by this italian guy who runs a small restaurant in nepal in nepal mm-hmm. and he cooks amazing food
0: is amazing. there any is there any name of the chef or uh, the shop probably from paris and from nepal uh,
1: the paris uh, shop is uh, che 33 okay it's like how in india if you read it it will be chai c h a i okay and 33 chai 33 yeah so it's che 33 all right. So that's in Bercy, in Paris. There's okay. this area called Bercy where a lot of these pubs and restaurants are. Mm-hmm. The one in Nepal, I unfortunately forgot. The guy's name was probably Phil, Phil, or something like that. I don't remember. Right. But we do. We will be meeting him soon again next year so in Nepal. You have his uh,
0: Instagram reference or something like
1: that. Yeah, could be. But I don't remember what it is called. Uh-huh. So it gets difficult to search again. Yeah, we'll check it out probably yeah. and put
0: it in the show notes maybe. Moving on, uh, what kind of mindfulness practice uh, do you do usually? Is there any which you
1: do? No, I'm not into meditating and all. For mm-hmm. me, it's just relax, watch a good movie, mm-hmm. watch a good show. Are you a movie person or are you a book person? No, I'm absolutely not a book person. Movies. It's all movies all the time. So what kind of movies? Like documentaries? or? I watch a mix of everything. Sometimes I'm like more keen on watching comedies. All just, right. to, you know, keep a light moment. Sometimes I like to get into it. So I just sit peacefully and watch some serious uh, movie thrillers oh, oh, and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of keeps you engaged. Mm-hmm. Depends on the mood.
0: Moving on from the mindfulness Coming to your company and the team which you manage now, I can see you have like two artists with you working full time, and also a couple of employees and a few interns. So, how do you lead this team to ensure everyone is
1: growing? I usually go a very different approach. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy who will kind of like a politician or something like you know give a speech. Mm-hmm. All I make them do is I make the work so mechanical for them that the only thing that can come out of it is they go get better. Right. It's practice. I make make sure that they keep working,
0: mm-hmm.
1: keep drawing. Basically, telling them the skills which they actually require for this. Job. Yeah, because it's like you don't realize that the more you keep doing it, it you just become natural at it. Mm-hmm. You're so tuned to it. Mm-hmm. It it's more boring. Job, because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. But when you look back after two years, Mm -hmm. you realize why was that done? Mm -hmm. Because you've already crossed those barriers. Right. So it's all about dedication, keep working. That's it. It's it's like how I would put it across as if your base is stronger. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what you build on it. Mm -hmm. It's going to stay strong. It's endless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basics is the key to everything, yeah?
0: Mm Mm-hmm when you take a new artist or an intern under your wing, how do you orient them towards your vision for ink and needles as a brand, but like still giving them the artistic freedom to express their own identities?
1: First and foremost, whenever I take a new guy in, I'm very open and very clear about a few things. I first tell them that, you know, it's like, you have to be first and foremost a part of the team. Mm-hmm. You can have your individuality and all everything, mm-hmm. but that should never hamper the team as a whole. Right. You need to be helpful. You need to be taking responsibilities towards things. Mm-hmm. Set realistic expectations. Is like it's not that you walk in and from tomorrow onwards you get everything. Right. You have to work your way towards it. If you have worked somewhere else, if you are an experienced artist and then you are joining me, mm-hmm. then of course, first thing is you need to come down to a, our base level. Right.
0: Like shatter your own egos and then...
1: Exactly. You need to understand how our wavelength works because not two Tarot Studios work alike.
0: Right.
1: Right. So you can't really expect the same thing what you were expecting somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might be a great artist, but if the wavelength just doesn't match... You won't be happy. If you're not happy, it affects the team. It affects the whole shop. It affects the whole vibe of the studio. Right, right, right. We don't need people like that. Mm. But yeah, flexibility and all. And then you just get tuned in.
0: Yeah. I, I actually recently read one book, Obstacle is the Way. And the author in that book, uh, like there was this quote, which he stated, if you are starting up, you should learn first how to say yes. In the end, you will be learning, like when you grow up, you will be learning how to say no. But in the start, you should learn how to say yes to even pity things or pity jobs. Then only probably uh, your fundamentals will get better and you
1: will start earning the actual skills. See, it's like, become something Mm. and then you'll automatically get a liberty to say no.
0: Right. Okay, and is there any person in your life uh, who had a big impact on your life as an artist? Maybe someone uh, who had mentored you in some ways?
1: Well, uh, I would say the only person that even, uh, I would say remotely, I look up to is like my mentor, Lama. He had helped me. If it wouldn't have been him, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have got the opportunity and all. Right. So... It's, it's all up to him. But I never really did much work with him. Mm-hmm. I did pretty much everything by myself. Mm. Some, you can say I'm pretty much self-taught. Alright. So, it's I don't really have somebody like that who has influenced me like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was my own teacher for that point of time.
0: Right. Yeah, probably when you are getting into something really, which is really new, you might have to learn it on your own.
1: Yeah it's, yeah, it's better to learn it on your own is because then you get a chance to do a lot of errors mm-hmm. which you can rectify. Right. If people only teach you to do the right thing, mm-hmm. the day when you do the wrong thing, you don't even realize what to do about it. Mm-hmm. So it's better to make mistakes and amend them by yourself rather than not knowing what mistakes are and if you don't know what mistakes are, how can you amend them? Right,
0: right. On that note, do you like failures and is there any favorite Failure failures? is the
1: first step to success.
0: Right. Is there any favorite or like the the failure which changed your life in some ways?
1: Lots of them. Lots of them.
0: Anyone coming to mind? Uh, failure is a
1: part of daily routine, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like uh, while doing
0: tattoos or something like that? you.
1: There are times wherein uh, you fail on different levels like... Say probably you wanted to do something, mm-hmm. but the person wanted something different. There was a difference of opinion. Right. And the person left. You couldn't do the tattoo.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was a failure at a certain level. That how is it that I make sure that I don't go through the same problem again. Right. That teaches me what I don't need to do mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So all those small small things, like a day to day thing. It's, say, probably not reaching on time. That's a failure. Right. So, how do you train yourself to reach on time? So, you need to start doing time management. Right. The one thing leads to another. One person in the studio is not clean. Mm. So, that means you need to start setting up a time aside to do the cleaning for the studio to look good. Yeah. Because that is one of the major things. The look of the studio makes a lot of difference. Hygiene and everything comes into play. Mm -hmm. So... Failures, like I said, it depends now. When you talk about failure, what's your definition of failure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reaching five minutes late is also failure. Right. It's the way you look at it. Right. So self-challenge is the best key to success, I would say.
0: Keeping, keeping proving
1: from your failures. Like I said, if you're trying to compete with somebody else, your competition is over the day when you succeed over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is there next? But if you're competing with yourself... The battle is 24-7. It's always on. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: And if someone who has never done a tattoo, I mean, this question is probably arising from my curiosity as well. Uh, but if someone who has never done a tattoo but is curious, what advice you would give to them to get their first tattoo? Uh, like which part of the body one should go for for the first time and what qualities... One should be looking while hunting for
1: a tattoo artist. Well, if somebody is looking for a tattoo for the first time, mm-hmm. I would always say that do your research. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. You need to go and talk to like a uh, couple of artists. Mm-hmm. Go to a couple of studios. Mm-hmm. See their work. see Do your own set of research. What are the charges? Everything. Why would you select one particular artist is something what you need to have a reason for. It can't be like, just because this place looks fancy, I'm right. going to eat there. Doesn't mean that the food out there is good. So, you need to understand what are you going in for. Hmm. If you're going in for the good food, then the Amyan should not make a difference. Right. But if you get all under one roof, hmm. that's perfect, right? Right. A lot of times, people look at something. The, the proverb itself, right? Hmm. All that glitters is not gold. Hmm. That's so, correct. and again, you need to have a good vibe because you're going to trust the person. It's all so about the connection. To tattoo first. you. Yeah, yeah. And make something permanent on your body. You need mm-hmm. to have that faith in that person. Right. And
0: what is the best craft or style, like, for the audience to know, for
1: which you are mainly known for? So, I'm, I'm known majorly for my color work. Color work. I really do some really good color work. Mm-hmm. And... People seem to have liked it a lot. Right. And managing that on Indian skin tone is difficult. Yeah. But still I pull it off. So that is what I'm really known for. Mm-hmm. I've got a very good sense on colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing the cleanest tattoos that heal well right. is what I'm known for. Right. Everyone knows that usually we are not printing machines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That we are going to be exactly spot on every time. Yeah. We do falter too. Mm-hmm. But how often is the key? Right, that that is what sets you apart. Exactly. Mm. Like it's like Sachin also gets out on duck once upon a time, right? Right. But that doesn't blemish his record. Mm. That is what it is. It's not about doing perfect every time. Mm -hmm. It's about how often you do it. Consistency. Consistency. That's what I believe.
0: Consistency is the key. Yeah. And where do you get your uh, like inspiration for new pieces? So, is it influenced by oh. other artists or it's always like your own uh, ideas?
1: Any, any website you refer uh, or something I, like I that? I look around at a lot of things. Like, hmm. not necessarily only websites. Mm-hmm. I can see art everywhere around me. Like, you know, it could be the shape of the building, the shape of the car, hmm. the shape of a person. Right. Uh, it could be the tiles that you walk on. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see a texture out there. So, art is around everywhere. It's how you see it and how you convert it. Mm. That's the whole thing. Because online and everything, that's very definitive art. Right. Something that you have seen and everyone has seen. Art is all about something new. That is what you want to do, right? Come out with some new things. New ideas. For that, you need to take inspiration. If you just keep doing one thing, how can there be something new? Mm. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Right. Have to do different things for different results. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point.
0: Coming to the technology aspect to it, uh, what workstation uh, do you use generally and which phone do you use? Like, do you integrate phone and workstation with each other? No, but
1: we do a lot of our drawing on iPads now. Everybody has started switching to iPads because that gives you more liberty, saves a lot of time, saves paper.
0: Yeah.
1: And... There's a lot more that can be done in shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. So iPads is right now the you know the in thing today for every taru artist. Okay, across the world you might. have Everyone, seen it yeah. yeah. And yeah. one of my friends was only the one who convinced me to get one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I worked on it for a couple of days. I used this, and I was like, okay, sold. I'm gonna buy this. All right. Which which iPad do you have? I've got the iPad Pro. It's twelve point nine. Twelve point nine. Because that kind of gives you the reference of a A4 size right, right. page. Paper, yeah. So, it kind of goes as good as drawing on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that it's digital.
0: There, there are a couple more new iPads. There are smaller
1: there are iPads. There are new iPads that are coming out. Yeah, without like
0: less bezel, I mean. Yeah. yeah. The major thing which might convince you is the pencil which came out.
1: The new pencil has got certain yeah, buttons on it and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The maybe. pressure
0: sensitivity and all that stuff. It is yeah, good. maybe. All um, right. So, uh, on iPad, uh, what apps do you use for drawing and designing? Are there any There are a couple apps?
1: of uh, apps that I use. I make sure of, depends on what sort of work I want to do. Mm-hmm. There is Procreate. Procreate. And, yeah, that's the most widely used app. Okay. And there is Paintstorm, mm-hmm. Sketchbook. Mm-hmm. then uh, a few more smaller apps for like doing smaller stuff and all.
0: Right, right. And in the in the new social media apps, which one do you like more for tattooing purpose?
1: These days everything has become Instagram.
0: Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there
1: was a time when Facebook was the end thing. Now Instagram is there.
0: Right. Alright, so coming to your tattoos, how many tattoos you have got?
1: I've got six tattoos on me.
0: Six tattoos? Uh, you told me one
1: Japanese tattoo also is there, right? Yeah, the last one that I got done was a Japanese tattoo. That's the last one? Yeah, this year I got it done in Jan. Um, during a festival in Goa that takes place every year.
0: Alright.
1: Uh, a friend of mine comes down from Japan. He's a traditional taburi artist. Taburi artist. Yeah, basically they don't use machine. They use directly needles. They poke to your skin. Oh my
0: God. So it's like a
1: hand poking. Oh. So I just wanted to get an experience of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I told him like, you know, this time I would love to get something done. Mm-hmm. He said he had some time free, so we got it done. So this Tabori art, is it's more painful
0: than the usual tattooing?
1: Not really. In fact, it looks more painful, but it's actually less.
0: All right. Uh, what advice would you give to youngsters who are keen to pursue their passions? Like you
1: started with tattooing, right? So what kind of advice would you like to give to youngsters? Hard work. You need to work hard. The thing is, that is the most difficult part to do. Mm -hmm. Dedicate yourself, Mm -hmm. work towards it, have a plan, sit down, think about it. It just can't be a day thing. Right. It might
0: be the rest of your life which you might be deciding, right?
1: Yeah. So you need to start working towards it, pros and cons of it, a lot of things. All
0: right. Coming back to the social media. Uh, aspect what do you think about the impact of social media on your business and on yourself as an individual
1: Uh, i see social media is good it's kind of got the whole world uh, you know in a very narrow space yeah but again not necessarily it is true Hmm. it's like just because the advertisements were good doesn't mean the product is nice right because the advertisements only show you the good side of it, mm-hmm. and social media with all the filters and everything, it's it's a glamorous way of presentation.
0: Right. Sometimes the lives of people are not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> how how they show up on the Instagram with the filters. So, um, your business, how does it uh, it gets impacted? From social media, like you get your online sales, like uh, clients coming in from the See, social, social
1: media. social media helps you present your work to a wider range. Mm-hmm. So word of mouth will only go from one person to another. Right. This will probably go from one person to probably hundreds and thousands and ten thousands. And across the world. Yeah. So it just kind of gives you a better reach. And of course, it does help your, uh, you know, increase your business. In today's world, it is the key. Mm, right. For a successful business, you need your social media platform to be super strong. So, do
0: you have someone specific
1: in your, like, shop Not surely. Not this? really. Okay. So, As it's I, everyone. Like I said, yeah, it's everyone. Everyone who is, like... Some days, you will see the post coming back to back. Uh-huh. Some days, there's a dry spell. There's no... One... Right. Like I said, you know, we guys are kind of lazy towards it. Right. Not necessarily we do that every day in, day out. Right. But whenever we get time, we do it. Mm -hmm. Because it's still out there. Mm. So. And uh, do you have a
0: portfolio website where you post the important work which you would like to display?
1: And who manages it? um, And what kind of platform you have it on? Um, Basically, Instagram is the most important thing that we do. Mm. Other than that, we have got our uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. But then again, let's face it. Like, if you talk about today, Facebook is almost dead. Right, Instagram is right now the most happening thing. Mm-hmm. Website, we do have our website, we do upload our images out there. We are mm-hmm. the, the guy who's developed the website, is the guy who, we just send him the photographs and he uploads it there.
0: All right, so he manages the website and the yeah. content itself. Yeah. All right, and on the personal note, uh, what advice would you give to your own younger self if you would?
1: Oh lots, lots there are 10,000 things that I always keep regretting that I should have done this. Mm-hmm. I should have done that Any specific thing coming to mind which which might have social media me? <laughs> let's face <laughs> it like I should have started posting more and everything and all mm-hmm. then again I should have taken certain decisions right. about doing certain things at certain time mm-hmm. you know sometimes that helps sometimes that doesn't help right So these kind of small small things, like I said, I'm my biggest critic. I'm always like trying to tell myself that, dude, don't do this next time.
0: Mm.
1: Learning from the mistake. Yeah, and then you do another mistake. Then you tell yourself, don't do that next time. Right. So it's it's, it's, a, it's a daily cycle. It's
0: like a jigsaw puzzle of <laughs> failures and problems and mistakes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But that that is what uh, makes the picture of your life colorful, right? True. Mm-hmm all right and coming to the next question what under 5000 rupees uh, purchase you have recently made which changed your life in positive way
1: Procreate, it's Proc- 800 bucks <laughs> mm,
0: all right and as you are not a book aficionado uh, so i'll skip this question but i can I, I can ask you what kind of movies or any specific movie which you which you would like to recommend here Uh, any documentary any specific Godfather period Godfather
1: Godfather it teaches a lot Uh, any specific thing it teached you which you used in your life everything a simple thing like there is this one very good dialogue when they try to kill Marlon Brando Mm -hmm. and Al Pacino comes and says that you know what this wasn't personal it was just business Mm. so you know what we tend to get too emotional about everything around us right uh, I don't read that way. I'm very neutral towards things. Mm-hmm. It's business. Uh, I would never deny the fact that we are also doing taros not only for art or not only for fun, mm-hmm. but even to pay our bills. Right. So it's business. It's business eventually. Yep. Yeah. And as an artist, how do you handle criticism? I welcome it. I encourage it, because sometimes probably I don't see my own faults if somebody comes and tells me, mm-hmm. even if you tell me in a good way as well as a bad way, mm-hmm. as soon as I come to know, I'm going to deal with it. Right.
0: Like what What strategies you put in to just deal with like, that uh, particular Identify the
1: problem. Mm-hmm. Start observing it. See if that is really a problem. Yeah,
0: sometimes... Or is it
1: just a one-off thing.
0: Sometimes it's
1: opinion of someone then yeah. a problem, right? Yeah. So, it could be any number of things you just need to be aware of it whether it is seriously a threat Mm -hmm. or it's something that needs to be dealt with urgently
0: right right
1: those kind of things Mm
0: -hmm.
1: all right and
0: coming to the traveling part you travel a lot right Uh, so what are your main traveling spots and how much time of the year you spend traveling and how do you keep yourself financially stable in those periods?
1: Well, see, traveling, I always love traveling. So, any opportunity I get, I would just go away. Mm-hmm. I do make sure that my travels are not that heavy. And I've started traveling after like 15 years of tattooing. Right. So, I've, I've saved good enough so that I can... Sustain the time. Sustain the traveling part and... And sometimes when I travel, I work, right? Right. So that time I do get paid. That also helps a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. conversion also happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a mixture of all. That's all I can say. Mm,
0: right. Any, any specific traveling spot you would oh, like to recommend? Germany. Germany? Which any specific place comes to mind where uh, you would like to refer people to go to?
1: Uh, there are a lot of places, man. I, I mean, I've been to Sweden. I've been to London, I've been to Paris, mm-hmm. Amsterdam, all these places. And every place has got its own charm. Mm-hmm. Like Sweden is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Paris. London, I mean, everything has got its own... Own own vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it depends again on you. But every time you travel, you get to see something new. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but do you know many, uh, multiple languages as well? Not really, because most of these people do speak English. Right. Right. So, that should not be a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Any specific uh, advice would you like to give to someone who wants to travel for long term? Like any tips or something?
1: Plan. Like I said, everything works on planning. You can't just get up and leave.
0: Mm. Yeah, sometimes people...
1: They want to travel for... but they can't because either your finances are not in place right, or your visa documents are not in place. Right. When you... Like I said, there's a lot of planning required to that yeah. too.
0: Yeah, you cannot backpack to another country or like... Exactly. The, the, ...the next day. So, uh, is there any advice would you like to give to someone who wants to start their own tattooing business, probably? Like any artist who might be listening to this?
1: Um, what I would... Tell them is like see it's it was way easier for us back then mm-hmm. to do what they are trying to do. Right. Uh, get a career into it because back then there was nobody else doing it. Mm-hmm. But in today's time, the competition has gone quite high. So the kind of success that we got, mm-hmm. you won't get that that quickly. Because with the least amount of efforts, we got a lot more things because we were less people to take it. Mm-hmm. But now today, there are so many people who are ready to grab opportunities.
0: Right. So you need to be something unique.
1: Yeah. Or like I said, associate yourself. Learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Join up with the tattoo artist. Right. Spend some time in two different studios. Like
0: collaborate with them. Yeah. Work for them. Right. Yeah. It comes down to the same thing. Like when you are starting up, you should say yes to things. All right. Uh, so... Any parting words for my audience, any advice or any any ask you would like to tell people who are listening to this?
1: Uh, All all I would tell people is a simple fact like be true to Mm yourself and dream. If you want to grow, do anything in life and not to live life in a fear of failure. That's why we stop doing half of the things. And there's absolutely nothing that is not achievable. Mm-hmm. But without efforts, nothing is achievable. Right. It's not only about spending time towards it. It's spending dedicated time, working towards it. And again, patience. Mm-hmm. One day at a time. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one step after another.
0: Yeah. Right, that's the way to go. So, it was a pleasure talking to you, Chirag. Uh, where can people reach you? Do you want to divert the audience to some uh, place like a social media uh, page or something like that? Well, you
1: guys can uh, check out our website. It's uh, N. Mm-hmm. You can reach us on Instagram. Our user ID is Inksandneedles but with the letter N instead of and. Alright. Alright. Uh, Or you can just go into Google and type in some You'll get all the possible information there.
0: All right. So I'll put all these links and the good stuff from this episode in the show note, which I'll prepare. And thanks for making the time. And uh, like, it was wonderful conversation. And I, I
1: also got to know a lot of stuff, which I was curious about. Thanks for that. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Uh, it was a pleasure I always love talking So it's good to talk to different people Educate them mm-hmm. Whatever I have experience in life It's good to share with people mm-hmm. I don't know if it affects someone Might help someone I don't know but You know I'm gonna try my best to do that okay. And thanks for your show to You know allow me to do that
0: Hey guys this is Himanshu again Now before you move on Here's something I want to share with you I have one weekly newsletter which is called Saturday Pentacle. You can think of it as a weekly one-page magazine for the curious minds where you'll find five awesome things which I've been pondering on in the last week. It may contain popular articles, blogs, photographs, Instagram posts, books, videos, products or thoughts. It's completely free. If you want to get it, just go to himanshusazdeva.com. That's my name, himanshusazdeva.com and drop in your email. You'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening.